Hello and welcome back to Break Your Budget, the podcast. My name is Michaela and I am your host and we are back for a new episode of the pod. The topic this week is going to be travel tips, traveling on a budget, how to save money while you're traveling, all that fun stuff. If you follow me on Instagram and also on TikTok, You may know that for the past few weeks, I have been traveling in California. I had the best freaking time ever. I love California. I love Southern California. I am a New England gal. Um, So going to a totally different place on a different coast with different weather, different things to do after a very, very, very boring year was so freaking exciting. I had so much fun. I was I was out there visiting some friends um, and we just had a blast. So I spent one week in LA and then I spent another week in Santa Barbara and I worked for some of the time and then I took some time off and it was just really, really great. So I wanted to do a little recap of what I spent while I was away, um, what I spent on like where I stayed, all of that kind of stuff. And then we can get into the, um, tips. I have a handful of different tips. So because I tracked my expenses while I was gone, I can share with you guys what I actually spent. And this is one of those things where I will share some numbers with you. Um, Because I know that's what everybody wants to hear. And I think that sharing real numbers on this kind of thing is pretty harmless. So let's get into it. Um, So basically, I, like I said, I spent two-ish, a little over two weeks out in California. Um, So to do that, I paid for flights. I paid for a couple of different Airbnbs. I paid to eat, all that kind of stuff. Um, I am very lucky because one of my best friends, Ellen, I, she's definitely not listening to this, but if she ever does, hi, Ellen. Um, one of my best friends, Ellen, lives out in LA and she was so kind and gracious and hosted me in her apartment for a couple of days. So that helped me save a lot, a lot, a lot of money on accommodations. But I'll give you an overview of my flights, accommodations, and then how much I spent on like food and such. I have my personal finance dashboard up so I can very easily tell you where I spent all of my money because it has a super cool expense report that I can filter by month. And pretty much all my expenses in May were related to this trip with the exception of like a couple. So basically... I paid for my flight using points. Um, I flew JetBlue out of Boston. So I have a JetBlue travel credit card and I used that card to purchase my flights. Um, And then I used points. I had a bunch of points accumulated. I still have like 50 or 60,000 points um, and I'm saving them up for more flights. Um, But I used points to purchase my flights. So all I paid was... I think in total I paid like $11 in tax and then I paid $60 in um, baggage fees because I checked a bag, it cost $30 each way, which to me, that's freaking crazy. I remember there was a time in my lifetime where when you bought a plane ticket, you could check one bag for free and for whatever reason, that's no longer a thing anywhere unless you buy like the super premium ticket, which I didn't do. Um, but I had to pay $30 each way to check my bag. And fun fact, if you purchase the bag 
um, check online when you buy your ticket. It costs less than if you pay when you get to the airport. So if you know you're gonna check a bag, just buy it online. It'll cost more upfront, but you'll save money when you get there. So that was my flight. And then my accommodation. So like I said, basically my plan when I was going was the first week I was going to be in LA. I was going to be staying with Ellen. And then the second week, there was a group of five of us girls who went out to Santa Barbara. We rented a um, Airbnb from Sunday night to Friday. So for the work week, not on a weekend, which is a huge travel hack. You can work remotely. And if you can travel during the week on off times, you can save a lot of money. But we rented an Airbnb. It slept six people. There were two bedrooms, two bathrooms, an air mattress, and a couch, but there were only five of us. And we split it five ways evenly. So we each paid $360 for the Airbnb. And then there was a period during the first week when I was in Los Angeles where I had a friend who was renting a little bungalow in Santa Monica. And I thought it would be fun to stay with her for a few days. So I spent $300. I paid her $300 to stay there for two nights. So in total for my Airbnbs, I paid $660. And then for my flights, I paid 80 bucks. The beauty of this, because I was working on Break Your Budget while I was traveling, is I was able to write a lot of these expenses off um, on my business. So I make money on my business, mostly through TikTok partnerships at this point and template sales. If you want to buy the personal finance dashboard, it's linked in the show notes. You get $5 off if you are a podcast listener. Actually, you know what? Let's make it $10 off. Um, if you are an avid podcast podcast listener, I will create a new coupon code, $10 off. If you use the code podcast, um, I'll update that so that it's 10 bucks. And just check all the show notes for the details if you want to purchase the dashboard. That'll have like the final code and all that kind of stuff in it. Um, but basically, yeah, so that's what I spent on Airbnbs and stuff. And then while I was there, so obviously I had to feed myself for two weeks and you know that cost money so while I was in LA because we knew we were going to be going to Santa Barbara we didn't really go out to eat a lot I think in total I only ate out like two times or three times um so on restaurants while I was in LA I ended up spending I think like two hundred dollars or so um yeah a little bit under 200 bucks um, and then I also purchased like groceries and stuff. So I went to Whole Foods. I spent probably like 50 or 60 bucks at Whole Foods. Um, I spent easily 150 bucks at Erwan. If you have ever been to Southern California, and I guess they're only in LA. If you've ever been to LA, there is this magical store called Erwan. Um, and they have these amazing green juices and tons of really good food. So... I did go to Erewhon. I spent a lot of money on green juice. It happens and it was worth every single penny. Um, so yeah, I probably in total on food in LA spent probably like 300 to $400 um, between eating out, restaurants, um, groceries. That also probably includes coffee. So that was the other thing is while I was away in California, I went out and bought coffee every single morning, pretty much every morning. I think there was like one morning where I didn't. Um, because you know what? 
you only live once and I love coffee. I love trying new coffee places and that was my big goal or not a goal, but something I wanted to do while I was away was test out some new coffee places, try some different things out. So I bought coffee pretty much every day, but you know, a coffee costs five bucks. So what's that? Like $30 on coffee, whatever. Um, I had to buy like some supplies, like toiletries and personal care, like sunscreen, all that kind of stuff. So I probably spent like 30 bucks total at Target. I went a few different times. Um, and then I did some shopping, like some pretty, some pretty baller shopping. Um, I bought some Bala bangles. So if you have followed me for a while too, OGs know this. I am a huge Melissa Wood Health gal. If you are looking for a good workout that's cheap, check out Melissa Wood Health. It's 10 bucks a month. I pay in full, so it's only $99 for the year. Um, and she has Bala bangles. And I've also been following um, It's Me Tinks on TikTok. Love her so much. You should definitely follow her too. But she walks every morning wearing her Bala bangles on her wrist. If you don't know what a Bala bangle is, it's a one pound weight. They're really cute, um, very trendy, but they're pricey. They're like $60. So they've been sold out online for a while. Um, they're hard to get. And I saw them at Free People while I was there. So I picked them up. Um, best thing ever, totally worth it. Um, and then I also bought some sneakers. So I was at the Century City Mall, which again, I don't know if it's just because I grew up on the East Coast and California always seems so foreign to me, but the malls in California and at least in LA are crazy. Um, so I went to the Century City Mall one night with my friend Ellen, um, cause she had to do some returns. So we were like bopping around and stuff. So I bought some stuff there. I got some sneakers, um, these like platform Adidas sneakers that are amazing. And then I got some stuff at Zara. I got some sunglasses. Um, I got a matching set at the Brentwood farmer's market. It's like a sweater and shorts little set. Um, so basically what I'm trying to say here is I bought a lot of stuff. I spent a lot of money in LA. I'm going to total up what my total spend was in LA. And actually it's going to be higher than this. Um, because I owe, um, probably like $200 in Venmos to, to my friend Ellen. Um, but total in LA, I spent $723 plus whatever I owe Ellen in Venmos. I have no idea. Um, at least, at least 200 bucks. So we'll round up and say just about a thousand dollars in LA for about a week. Um, and that is not including the Airbnb. Um, oh, and that's also including Ubers. So the Uber situation right now is wild everywhere. It's really hard to get an Uber and they're super expensive. Um, but yeah, I probably spent at least a hundred bucks on Ubers, which is so annoying, but again, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I also covered a lot of different like small things for Ellen, like coffee here and there. We went to Taco Bell a few times. I love Taco Bell. Um, yeah, so I covered a few things for her. Um, and yeah, that's the story on LA. And then in hoping to not make this super, super long, um, when I was in Santa Barbara, same kind of dealio, I was um, spending money on food, way more money on food there because um, we ate out every single night. Again, I have like... $300 in Venmos that I'm planning to spend out um, just because 
I was traveling with a group of girls and we all just kind of like put it on each other's cards, whatever's, and we'll even out later. Um, but in Santa Barbara with my Venmo's factored in, I also spent about, um, 800 ish dollars. Um, and that was again, between shopping food out. We did a lot of drinking. Um, I got some smoothies there. Um, so yeah, I would say in total, I probably spent like Twenty-two or twenty-three hundred dollars total, which was actually my budget. So that is a nice little segue into my first little travel tip: is my budget for, or like my first tip is to give yourself a budget when you're traveling. Um, so my all-in budget on this trip was twenty-five hundred dollars. I thought that for two weeks with traveling and Airbnbs and all of that, that that was very reasonable. Um, and I actually believe I'm going to come in just slightly below 2,500 bucks, but probably right in around there again, once all of my Venmos are settled. Um, so that's my first tip is to set a limit before you go. Why? Because a, it helps you like rationalize a little bit, the money that you're going to spend. I personally think it's a mental thing. It makes it feel a lot easier, But B, because, you know, ultimately when you're going on vacation, you're going to naturally spend more money than you do in normal life. But you do need to give yourself some degree of a limit. Um, I don't think it's responsible to go travel somewhere and truly say YOLO. I'm not even going to care at all. I'm going to throw everything into the wind and it won't matter. I think if you give yourself a budget, you can definitely fit within it, especially if you are realistic. And then you can also, you know, still plan to reach your savings goals, still be fiscally responsible and all of that kind of stuff while also traveling. That's a really important thing to remember is like, if you want to have financial success, you have to remember that it's a give and take and it's going to be a balance. So yes, you can travel and do all of these fun things and you totally should. And I do too, but you know, do it within reason. Think about ways that you can give yourself a limit, set a budget that you're not going to go over and still be very realistic. I thought again, that $2,500 for a two week trip was very realistic to some that may be crazy, whether it be really high or really low. But for me, it was just right clearly because that's how much I spent. And while I was there, I didn't really feel at all like I couldn't spend something or couldn't buy something. Um, I set the money aside. I knew I was going to spend it. And truthfully, I don't think there was anything that I wanted to buy or spend money on that I didn't. Um, And to me, that's financial freedom. That's being able to go somewhere, spend money that you want to spend, buy the things that you want to buy and not be stressed about it or worry about it. Um, or feel like you have to say no to something because it costs a lot of money. So that's my first tip. My second tip um, is if you are staying in Airbnbs to negotiate. So one thing that you can absolutely do with an Airbnb is negotiate. I always like to send them a little message beforehand, just being like, hey, I am a really great traveler, super responsible, coming for whatever, a girl's trip, etc." Um, is there any way that we could bring down the price like $50 a night, $20 a night, whatever that number is for you? Um, most of the time they'll say yes. You just have to ask. A really good life lesson is the answer is always no if you don't ask and a door is always closed unless you turn the knob. So 
ask. You've got nothing to lose and they're not going to like decline you from the Airbnb just because you ask for a lower price. This actually worked out um, in our favor. Um, like I said earlier, one of my friends got a little bungalow in Santa Monica and she initially was only able to rent it Sunday to Wednesday, but then the people on Wednesday to Sunday, the following Sunday, canceled. And she was able to negotiate the price down 50% and waive the, waive the Airbnb fees and just Venmo the lady because it was like a last minute thing. So that's another thing. I don't mean, I, I don't mean this as saving um, your plans till the last minute, but one, two, one thing that you can also do is right before you go, check Airbnb prices and stuff because you can probably get a better deal if something's available um, in the near future and they're just looking to book it out. Third tip here is to loosely track your expenses while you're gone. So this was one of those things that I feel like is controversial, but at the end of the day, it works for me and I think it will work for most people. Um, You don't have to track your expenses rigidly ever, um, unless you want to. But while you're on vacation, I think it's really, really, really important to obviously give yourself a break from your financial routines, but at the same time to be keeping track and have a good idea of how much money you are spending because there is nothing scarier than coming home from a vacation and your credit card statement being three times what you thought it was because you were never paying attention to how much money you were actually spending. A really great way to do this if you don't want to be like updating your template and your spreadsheets and whatever while you're away is to just keep a running tally in the notes app on your phone. So what I do, I mean, granted, I'm crazy. So I always like to update my dashboard if I'm able to. But what I generally do um, if I'm unable to do that is at the end of every night, I'll just run a tally in the notes app on my phone of what I spent that day and how much. And the reason I like doing it at the end of the day is A, because I have to think about where I spent my money for the day. And B, it gives me a good gauge for the next day. So like say I have a day where I did a lot of shopping. I also ate out three times and I spent $50 on Uber. It's like, okay, well tomorrow I'm probably not going to do any shopping. I'm going to try and reel in my food spending and I'll walk. So I think it's a good way to just get a pulse check on where you're falling. And then at the end of your trip, you have an idea of what the damage is instead of being totally caught off guard. I think too that keeping track of your expenses while you're away and, you know, pseudo as they happen helps you make better spending decisions while you're traveling as well. Say, for example, you give yourself a $2,500 budget. You're way under budget because you've been keeping track of your expenses loosely and casually while you've been gone. And there's this really cool excursion or opportunity for you. And you know you can full well take advantage of it because you're like have plenty of money left to spend. So I think that's another really positive way to look at the benefit of tracking your expenses is it opens up doors for you instead of feeling restrictive, especially if you are spending less than you initially planned. Um, So don't knock doing this while you're on vacation. And I think there's a way to do it where it's not inhibitive and it's not annoying. You just have to be mindful. 
And then my final tip here is to literally just learn how to let go. I think it's really important while you're on vacation to remember that you are on vacation. And yes, you can give yourself a budget and track your expenses and do those things. And I do those things and I absolutely think that you should too. Sometimes though, you just got to spend the money. If there's something that you want to do and you can only do it while you're away or there's an opportunity that comes up and again, you can only do it while you're away or something goes haywire and you can pay your way out of it, just do it. Learn how to let go. Be okay with spending money that you planned to spend and be okay with relinquishing money that you didn't plan to spend if you are in a pickle or if the right opportunity comes up. Ultimately, when you're traveling, things happen, things come up, and most of the time, it just costs money to solve a problem. Um, So I really encourage you to learn to let go, spend the money when you need to or when you want to, but be responsible about it. Um, And again, there is a way to do that, but it's different for everyone and you and only you know you have the internal gut check, the internal pulse check. So think clearly and think hard about it if you are in a situation where, you know, again, a once in a lifetime opportunity comes up or a really good opportunity where the benefits outweigh the costs. An example of this was while I was away and I stayed in that Airbnb um, with my friend in Santa Monica. I already had a place to stay for free. I could have stayed with my friend Ellen for free for those two nights, but the Airbnb that she rented was beautiful. I was only away for, you know, a short period of time. It was three blocks from the beach, three blocks from tons of restaurants and shopping and just a new part of town um, that I hadn't stayed in before. And it had a really nice patio. It had a great space for me to work. And it was just a really fun little house to stay in. And I thought, okay, again, do I need to spend this $300 right now? No, I don't. But Will it enhance my trip, add value to my trip, make me feel better for the next few days and just be a fun thing for me to do? Yeah. Could I afford to do it fitting into my budget that I set? Yes. And the reason why I knew that was because I had been keeping track of my expenses. So that's a little example of learning to let go and just spend the money and enjoy yourself while you're away. And I look back on it very fondly. I'm so happy that I did it. And it was a really fun couple of days. So that is the travel tea. Those are my travel tips. Um, As always, if you have made it this far, thank you for listening to the whole podcast. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, TikTok, and check the code for the personal finance dashboard in the show notes below. And I will catch you in the next episode.